Marvel in Crisis. What's up, guys? This is EJ Stewart. You're listening into New Generation Hero Talk. We got plenty to get to on this episode. Variety putting out a massive expose on the state of Marvel Studios. And spoiler alert, it ain't good. (laughs) So there's plenty to get to on this episode. We'll be talking about how Marvel is reportedly planning to potentially deal with the legal scandal involving Jonathan Majors. We'll be talking about some of the issues we're seeing with some current projects that are coming out as soon as next week. Some projects coming out two years from now. Some of the ways Marvel is planning on trying to remedy some of these creative issues that could include bringing back older stars. A lot in this article, and it will be basically the center of this entire episode of New Generation Hero Talk. I know we've been out for a minute. Glad to be back again. EJ Stewart here. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, how are you feeling after reading this article today? Um, uh, I would say intrigued, uh, just because, again, a lot of this, uh, some of this is uh, well, definitely comes as a... As a Kind of as as I want to say surprise, but it's also again we we've been talking about this for for several months now in terms of the troubles that, that Marvel seems to be uh, having and how and how um, the projects just haven't been as good um, and uh, so it is surprising some of the details I think but but it's unfortunately not all that surprising because we knew something was going on um, and had been going on for a while because the, the quality just hasn't been to the level of what we would, what we have had come to expect. Um, and we're saying we aren't the only ones that were surprised. Bob Iger, you know, which is, I'm sure is of no surprise to anyone was also very surprised and very, and very, they described, they described him as apoplectic when he was seeing, the issues, particularly with yeah. the visual effects of Marvel movies of late. Yes, yes. Um, uh, which I, which I think even, um, and EJ, I know you, you. I think uh, of everyone here, I think you've been the most critical of the visual effects specifically. Yes. Uh, of Marvel, um, and this article definitely speaks to that. Um, but I think it, it definitely was highlighted even more so than even I had expected because I hadn't. You know, we had seen, I think, for me, the thing that really stood out to me was She-Hulk. Right. Uh, when it comes to some of the visual effects issues. Um, but for me, this this pointed out even other things and other times, like Ant-Man, where they said it was almost like just embarrassing. You know, even like kids are pointing <laughs> it out. I'm just like, boy, I yeah. didn't even, you know, I didn't leave the theater feeling quite like that. But, you know, it's very, very interesting. Um, so... But yeah, very. I'd say it's very uh, enlightening and and uh, interesting. I would say is is uh, is my reaction to the article. Yes, very disturbing anecdotes coming out of the people who watched Quantumania and were amazed by how bad the visual effects were. Joining us on the episode as well, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, glad to be back. Obviously, doing hero talk again. How'd you feel? As this article dropped, you started seeing some of the reactions from it coming on on social media and everywhere else online. Man, uh, a wide range of emotions, uh, to say the least. Glad to be back. Um, I'd say this is no better time for us to make our return on this show because, um, again, a lot to talk about when it comes to Marvel. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, to me, there's a, a wide range of emotions. Uh, you know, I, I, I pretty much have daily rants, uh, with our brother, Henry. Uh, he's sort of, uh, the sounding board to all of my, uh, grievances with Marvel studios over the past year. Uh, you know, and so we've talked about it and literally I kid you guys not, uh, and we'll get to some of the, we'll get to some of the, the details in a minute, but you know, during my, again, my daily rant about Marvel studios to our brother yesterday, I, I literally mentioned to him as a part of it. I was like, I don't believe that Kang is going to be the villain of secret wars. And I've said that on the show, but you know, it's been a while, but I was like, I don't believe it. Cause I don't think they can. I don't think that Marvel thinks that people want to see Kang for the fourth time at this point, fourth, fifth time by that point. And I just don't believe that they're, that that's what they're going to do. And I told him, I was like, I think it's going to be Dr. Doom. And you know, I didn't think we'd hear anything about that for years, uh, considering Secret Wars isn't coming out for X amount of years. But so to wake up and see that article, uh, to see your text, EJ, saying, like, we got to do the show today (laughs) (laughs) and then then see why go on Twitter, see why. And you're like, I was like, you got like I got hit by a truck waking up seeing that. I mean, it was it was but in a good way uh, in my mind. But. Yeah, no, yeah, wide range of emotions, some good, some bad in that article, but yeah, we'll dive into all of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, it was there was some Avengers assembling kind of feel to this episode. You know, we've been talking about getting back into the swing of things with uh, New Generation Hero Talk. I know Kendall and Shamar have been holding it down for several months on Imperial and, you know, given different scheduling, different jobs happening for all three of us been tough to be more it's consistent we want i think we're gonna hit a patch here where we'll kind of be very consistent as we used to be with hero talk and we were trying to find good time to come back and we were actually planning to record yesterday we were planning to record this podcast on tuesday and just some ironically it was spider-man uh far uh across the spider-verse coming out on streaming they actually pushed this episode back a day i'm waiting to see that movie come out on streaming i didn't get the digital copy yet. i know shame on me so i've been waiting to get uh that movie on streaming i saw it's coming out on halloween halloween night i thought what better way to spend a halloween night inside than watching uh across the spider-verse we watched half the movie last night still phenomenal we'll finish the rest of it uh later this week but um, I told the guys, I like, look, man, like uh, maybe we could, you know, do this podcast on Wednesday because I, I think that I'd like to, you know, watch this movie um, on on Tuesday and then <laughs> Wednesday morning, just the the hammer drops from Variety. So uh, yeah, thank you guys again for checking us out and again we're rocking with us as we get back into the swing of things with New Generation Hero Talk, uh, New Generation Sports Talk. We pick it up very soon as well as the NBA season gets uh, locked and loaded. So make sure you guys keep. Your eyes and ears peeled. Now, of course, keep checking out Imperial Broadcast. Like I said, Shamari and Kendall have absolutely been holding it down uh, on uh, on Hero Talk for the past several months. But uh, I want to, again, talk about this article. So Variety releasing a wide-ranging expose on what it is describing as a studio in crisis. In a story written by Tatiana Siegel, Marvel Studios is painted as, quote, reeling from a series of disappointments on screen, a legal scandal involving one of its biggest stars, and questions about the viability of the studio's ambitious strategy to extend the brand beyond movies into streaming. The article details Marvel's confusion about how to handle Jonathan Major's uh, scandal and his abuse situation, uneasiness about the making of the Marvels, 
embarrassment from the critical and visual failures of several recent projects, including Quantumania and She-Hulk and discussions about bringing older stars back into the fold. So many of the experts in the article place blame on Feige, who they say has allowed too much shoddy writing and bad visual effects to play recent features. I'll tell you guys this. I think your my reaction is I think it's going to surprise you guys. I am thrilled that this article came out. Here's why. And I'm thr- and I'm actually thrilled that we have details about these issues. Because we've done this show now. I think Shamari was definitely the first one that's been banging the drum that Marvel's been struggling. That probably started uh, maybe late 2021, maybe early 2022. When Shamari really started kind of saying, hey, I'm not sure what's kind of going on here. And he was on the nose with this. But I think... As a collective, I think for this entire 2023, I think we've all been pretty much on the same page that Marvel has been in some trouble. And what's been frustrating for me during this time is feeling like we've been we've been gasless, essentially. Now, I, I know Feige's not someone who does podcasts. I know we've talked about how I think he should do podcasts. Kevin Feige was come in instead of sitting in on New Generation Hero Talk. He always has an open invitation. One of the first open advice we've given for giving on this show is still out there is standing for Kevin Feige. Feige doesn't do podcasts, doesn't do a lot of media. So we kind of don't know what he thinks of any of this stuff that's happening, but that's been a little frustrating because when you're, you're, when you're the 1927 Yankees and you're just murdering people left and right with your, with your murderers row with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and them, like, you know, we don't got to hear from you every week. We kind of know that you're dominating the game. That's what Marvel was. But Marvel went from the 27 Yankees to, like, the 2023 Mets, you know, a, a team that's high-priced, a lot of money invested, and a lot of holes. And not hearing anything about these issues that we were seeing, but having it not confirmed by anybody uh, within the industry, that was becoming extremely irritating. And I think the fact that this article was laid out in this way, and we can kind of really talk about Issues that we keep hearing whispers about, rumors about, some things, again, we're seeing with our own two eyes. Now that we can kind of put faces to names and issues to people, we can actually point fingers, feels like we're actually going in the right direction. Because at least now, I see in this article that Kevin Feige does realize Marvel's in trouble. Do I agree with every single potential remedy that I read in this article to try to fix what they're going to do? No. But the idea that he knows it needs fixing... That gives me some hope. So I'm happy this article came out. And I'm happy with a lot of things we heard. They're not good, but at least there's recognition of it from the major trades, which means this is no longer just salty MCU fans not being happy with anything Marvel does. This has gotten to a different level where you're seeing industry titans looking at what's happening. Marvel saying, will this be the next great empire to fall? What did you? How do you see this, uh, Kendall? Yeah, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head there when you said, um, you know, to me, like when I read this article, one of my biggest takeaways was, um, like, I kind of had the same reaction where I said to myself, I clearly this last two three years that we've talked about, and, and not to not to harp on the X Men part of it because there's yeah. so many things in this article that oh, wait, don't wait, really did you say X Men. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but not just far from the X-Men part of it, but 
I mean, for how many years have I particularly, but all of us to a degree, like given them the benefit of the doubt on why they're not using the X-Men? Like, there's got to be some some reason beyond our explanation, beyond a simple explanation to uh, explain why they're not doing the X-Men because logically it wouldn't make any sense to not just do the X-Men just because you don't want to or just because we're going to get to that at a later date. You know, I always assumed there was got to be some sort of contractual thing, this and that. But as we've had now two or three of these exposés come out on Marvel Studios, some of it having to do with, you know, them deciding to use some of these Fox characters and their plan and why, you know, their their mindset. We had a whole book come out on the MCU and nowhere in any of these articles has it said anything about <laughs> how they, there was some embargo that they couldn't use X-Men characters. There was some embargo that they couldn't use Fantastic Four characters. Uh, when you see the headline, you know, that that reads that they made that they want to that they may be looking at doing Dr. Doom and all this other stuff about how they want to implement the X-Men going forward. It only illustrates that that they view the X-Men and the the, then the Fox characters as their break glass in case of emergency card instead of, you know, characters that, you know, as we have said for years, characters they should have prioritized. The day they got them and so again like you said i almost feel like yeah you know what shamari's been you know the alarm that shamari's been sounding for years about uh you know we gotta you know marvel's gotta wake up a little bit because the quality is starting to dip um you know i again i i was pretty late to it like i was just like look you know get let them get to ant-man let them get to this movie let them get to that movie before we start to panic it, it, I mean, that time has run out. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, Deadpool is the only one that we can look at, which again has X Men characters in it. The only one that we can look at in that vein. Otherwise, we're pointing all the way down to Fantastic Four and and pointing all the way down to Secret Wars for to say stuff like that. And that's years, and they don't have years right now. They've got months, and that's why I think these articles are coming out. I think these articles are coming out because Marvel's PR team in these last two, month or two, in the last month or two, are working overtime. Disney's PR team, Marvel Studios PR team is working overtime to try and control the narrative as best they can and get people to understand that, you know, be patient because, yes, the Marvels might not be as great as you hope. And, yes, you know, we don't have anything coming out for, you know, five months because of the strike and six months because of the strike. But eventually. This Robert Downey's coming back, eventually the X-Men are coming, eventually you know, and this and that is going to connect and it's going to be great. So that's my initial takeaway from this article. Sham, what was, what was your takeaways from this article and your feelings about kind of where Variety painted Marvel now that we kind of have some, again, more concrete, you know, temples kind of stand on about exactly what issues they're dealing with currently? Um... I mean, the article is, is extremely, um, you know, it is, uh, it has a lot of very detailed information in it. Yeah. Um, clearly took a lot of uh, time. Um, uh, so, I, and I thought it was, I think it was needed. I think it was illuminating. And I think that, um, uh, I think that similar to what you said, EJ, is kind of like, it's a, it is, maybe kind of a wake up call for like 
I would specifically say the the like you say the trades in Hollywood maybe like the yeah people in this circle, um because to me and I don't know about you guys um you know but to me the the people on the ground the people you know to be blunt choosing not to go see these movies as much yeah it's been clear it's been very clear for a long time it just talking to people just talking to just people saying hey you seen that marvel movie nah i don't know i haven't <laughs> literally like i the last their last thing dr strange didn't really appeal to me or their last thing whatever wasn't really that good to me so i was like eh, yeah. i don't even feel like it. It, it it's been the people have been vocal with their money for a while now as we see with with this article um and just vocal with word of mouth um, but for some reason, uh, it took it 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 seems to have taken a very long time for Marvel to to like react to this, and that that's something that I actually don't think this article really. And I mean, to be fair, they reached out to several people for comment, and people just weren't commenting. So maybe they just don't right. they just have the information, which is which is fine. But um, but they're just a slow, and continues to be um, a slow reaction to this reality that um their projects are not um are not as profitable as they're projecting them to be they're just not they're 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 uh they're uh devoting a lot of resources to these projects and they're not um they're not getting their money back for them and why it's taking them so long to pivot is beyond me is was clearly beyond Bob Iger <laughs> who uh, was had a reaction himself as he should. I mean, he's in charge and his job is to make sure that, that their properties are profitable. And when he sees that that's, that is either not happening or it's shining downwards, he's going to have a reaction as he, as he's supposed to. So, um, so yeah, it was, this, this information is to me, um, again, I, I think something that people on the ground knew that the viewers, the consumers, the, the customers, the people that they're supposed to be making these products for are aware of, you know, I don't think it's I, I don't I don't in terms of like the business sense, this isn't surprising to any of us. But but I think it's interesting seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff and seeing what's happening in the actual like kind of building, so to speak, yeah, of Marvel. Yeah. I think that that part is definitely fascinating. Um uh, you know, though I, as again, I, I, I think more, um, I think more probably could have been said about maybe the Fantastic Four and X Men aspect of it, because that is, uh, as we have pointed out, the thing that I think would be be able to help them, you know, very quickly, in my opinion. Uh, but that's how I feel about that. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about that at some point as well. But let's let's get to you know a kind of Fantastic Four character adjacent to. Uh, that property. So one of the key headlines in the article was the studio's plans to deal with Jonathan the Majors, uh, the Jonathan Major situation. So uh, the latest in this was last week a motion to dismiss the domestic abuse case against Majors was denied and trial set to begin in New York later this fall. The situation was a top agenda at the annual studio retreat in September which, by the way, was described as very uh, anxious. <laughs> uh, unlike other past retreats where Marvel was coming very cocky and excited about future plans, this one was not, that was not the tone of this, apparently, according to Variety. So Marvel is considering now pivoting 
this current phase of story arc uh, from Majors is Kang the Conqueror to Doctor Doom. Again, something Kendall mentioned in the top, and this has been, I think, maybe the top headline from this article, and it's definitely what this article led with in this um, in this expose. So Doctor Doom, a former Fox property, has yet to appear in the MCU. One source says Marvel has already considered moving away from Majors after the disappointment to the reception to Quantumania. So even beyond the issues with Jonathan Majors' legal situation, according to at least one insider, they're saying Marvel considered moving away from Majors regardless of that, just because of how disappointing Quantumania was. Um, they also said a Don Cheadle-like recasting that we saw of the Rhodey character from Terrence Howard or Don Cheadle also is apparently on the table. So very Kendall, weird line in the article. It's like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of. I, I know. Yeah. I get what they're saying, but it's just like, uh, what do you yeah, mean? By yeah, that? yeah. It was kind of. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I had a drop for that. Yeah, there's a lot of things I could play for that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Look, I think Shamari, we heard Kendall early, he kind of mentioned that he he's always felt that this pivot was going to happen. Um, do you believe that this pivot is going to happen from Ken to Dr. Doom? And should it happen, do you think? I mean, I I mean, I think it should happen to get us closer to Fantastic Four. Though I think I think Doctor Doom I mean, Kendall has made, long made the case on this show that Doctor Doom can probably carry the MCU pretty far on his own. Yeah, he's the single most important <laughs> character right. that they're not using right now. Besides, like, the X, I mean, I know the X-Men is a big deal, right, obviously. That's right. a whole nother game. Yeah. But, like, throw the X-Men out of it, he's the single most important character they're not using. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of potential in the character. Uh, more potential than there is in Kang. I think, I don't think, I don't really think that's questionable, in my opinion. I don't you know, um, uh, but but yeah, I think, um, I mean, in terms of whether they should, yeah, whether I, I mean, I think I think it would I think it would be wise, you know. I mean, especially I I don't know how really how you can deny that considering everything going on with Jonathan Majors right now, and um, as 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 far as whether they will, um, I. I mean, my gut says no, just because I haven't. They they don't seem to really know what they're doing right now. I, I just it's. I mean, when it comes to whether Marvel should do what they're what what you know, a consumer wisdom says what what a consumer would want them to do. The answer lately has always been no. You know, they're they're gonna, they're gonna stay the course until the ship completely sinks or Kevin Feige gets gets canned. Uh, so that's kind of if I had to put money on what's gonna happen. That would seem to be what they want to do because they haven't changed as far as I can tell. And, and as far as, you know, what's gone on in this article, you know, they're very resistant to change until people start getting fired. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. But I, 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 I think Kendall's I think Kendall is definitely on something in terms of whether they should do that. I mean, I think for me, I don't know if they should and I don't think they will. I, I think that with this major situation, and it's funny, the article kind of points to, like, look, like, they kind of thought, like, well, this is going to be something that we have plenty of time to deal with because, you know, who knows how this legal case will go. And it sounds to me like they basically had a Nezra Miller, you know, strategy 
that they're now realizing kind of won't work because of the timeline of these other movies that, you know, they have to decide what they're going to do with. And, and there's only so much like the strike kind of really put them back because they couldn't even begin rewriting anything until the strike ended, which that only ended like last month or maybe. Yeah, I think last month. So yeah. I, for me, I I think I think that they should try to make the Kang thing work. Uh, I think majors in terms of a talent was spectacular as Kang. It was all about writing and it, it goes back to kind of, I think the backdrop of this entire article to me is we could talk about all this other stuff regarding what characters Marvel's using, what characters Marvel aren't using, um, what's the issues with the visual effects, but almost all of it, and I think that Tatiana does a good job uh, in this article of kind of laying its backdrop. All this still stems from the creative being shoddy and the writing being screwed up. And Majors... And that Kang character should have worked. Like, he was great. He understood the character well. But they decided to put him in such a mess of a movie. And they handled his character in terms of him losing the ant The handling of him was so... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it was irresponsible that... They have a character that people were ecstatic about being a part of the MCU, and now you feel like you may have no no choice. I know part of this is because of the legal issue, but you're wondering. My thing is, okay, legal issue is bad. Could you try to switch it up and put somebody else in there? Like, can we just do a recast? Like the fact that they feel like the essential quantum mania is so bad that a recast isn't even possible um, is it makes this a little frustrating for me. There was uh, a one person. Uh, one studio head who's asked kind of about the situation with Kang, and I got to read this quote because the quote is uh, quite astonishing. Um, he, he basically said, uh, quote, uh, one top deal maker was it how they were described. Uh, quote, Marvel is truly effed with the whole Kang angle. And they haven't had an opportunity to rewrite until very recently, but I don't see a plan to how they move forward with him. Um, and that's a top deal maker who has seen the final episode of Loki. So that's what's information about how Loki ends that says Marvel is effed was the word that he used. Yeah, I thought that that anecdote about the fact that they had seen Loki uh, was very interesting, obviously, given that, you know, it's still going on. But, like, I, I think that that is, um, you know, it, it only illustrates that, like, clearly whatever happens in this series isn't going to um, – and I won't. We won't get into any sort of spoilers, but like you know, like they clearly they, they, there isn't any sort of movement for them to go away from John. No, they, they've you know? been like they've that been was going, speculation. Yeah, they've been going know? full speed ahead on this thing as if like nothing has happened. Yeah, exactly. There were there was speculation going into it that oh maybe something will happen to Loki that'll uh, that'll change the direction of that, and then you know some stuff has happened in Loki that makes people think maybe that maybe. <laughs> There's some stuff that that'll change the direction of, of what they're doing with Kang, and uh, again, apparently somebody seen the whole thing is like, no, nah. you know, this thing that he said, full steam ahead on 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 the Kang thing. Um, the only thing that I call baloney on with that, uh, with with the overall Kang part of it, is I don't believe that Marvel was thinking about uh, 
recasting him or not recasting him, but you know, moving on from Kang after Quantumania. I think that that's baloney. Um, do I think that they should have? Uh, maybe. You know, I, I think that that you know is a certainly a consideration. Um, you know, at that point, but I don't believe that that was the, that they were saying that. I think that they're saying that now to give them some legal cover in case he loses his case or he wins his case, right? Mm. And if he wins his case and they still want to move on from him, they don't have to then, you know, he, he can't then say, oh, well, you guys, you know, fired me over a, you know, a baloney, a phony baloney case, you know, and, um, it just gives them the cover to say this was a fully creative decision. It had nothing to do with, uh, had you know very little to do with whatever happened uh, between your your legal troubles. So that's my theory. Is I don't I don't know if I believe them that you know now all of a sudden they they were these like super great you know readers of the public and that they were always you know leery on moving forward with King. Um, but you I mean you're right, EJ, that there are definitely some. There is definitely argument out there for not moving on from King. You know, I think that they're because he's not a terrible character. Um, obviously, this is a character that we were all very excited about when they announced that this is the direction they were going. When they first, you know, I, I want to say it might have been Hollywood Reporter or Variety, whoever announced that Jonathan Majors was playing Kang in the MCU, like, you know, in 2019, I believe it was. And, you know, and they and they announced that like that was a huge deal or might have been 2020, like mid, like early 2020. They announced that like we didn't know what he was going to be in, but that was, it was wild. It's like, yo, King, the King, the Conqueror is coming to coming to the MCU. Like it was a logical progression, but it was a big deal. And then they announced he was an Ant-Man at, during the, the Disney Investor Day, you know, stream that, you know, seems like in hindsight aged very poorly. Um, they announced that he was going to be in. Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, which d- didn't seem to make any sense, but um, but it was interesting. We 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 bought it, and you know that ended up being, I think, the biggest mistake with that character. You know, if what should have happened is Modok should have been the the villain of that movie, and Modok should have been working for Kang, who was a much larger puppet master kind of threat, similar to Thanos in Guardians One, and Instead, they made Kang the full-on villain and Modoc just some, you know, you know, just a bit that they were running with Corey yeah. Stahl, you know, and like just completely ruined that, ruined the Modoc character who's supposed to be one of the big characters they hadn't done yet, one of the big villains they hadn't done yet, and you just completely took a lot of Kang's teeth away. But you know, the million jokes about Kang losing the ants and this and that, like, yeah, I mean, he should have been the villain of that movie if. You didn't want that, and I say that to say if you didn't want there to be any consequences, right, on the Ant Man family, no, no death, no, no, you know, Scott and Janet or Scott and Hope rather getting stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, if you didn't want any of that to happen, then he shouldn't have been the villain. And I contest. I said it, you know, when we talked about our when we talked about the movie. But my first reaction coming out of the movie was, I think that they changed that ending. You know, I, I think that the plan, in my opinion, was that Scott to leave, Janet, leave, Scott, leave, oh, leave Scott in the in the quantum. Yeah, realm. that they were going to get trapped in the quantum realm, and yeah. I think that some for whatever reason they pivoted, and now the movie just kind of ended in a weird, super happy like note, and I'm it just yeah, Kang ended up looking ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, I mean the Kang thing is interesting, but I don't buy that that was their uh, that that was their plan. 
I can see that being bogus because it's because the ma- the major is controversy. I don't, I can't tell you. I remember exactly the timeline. But I feel like it was, it was very. It was, but I feel like it was very close though. It was like, yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to look up. It had to the, have been after Ant Man only because we. It was, def- it was definitely after that. Yeah, that is one hundred percent definitely the case. after Ant Man. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right because we, then the question became like, well, for how are they going to market the the DVD? You know, how they, are they going to take him out of the marketing for Disney Plus and all that? So I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, this was. I mean, the, I'm seeing articles as back as late as April. So about when? All right. Um, sorry, what's that? The movie came out what February? Before it came uh, out in April? March? Yeah, I think it came out in February. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, because I feel like it was uh, it was fairly recent. We were kind of like, wow. Yeah, he was. A, so he was arrested in March. Right. Um, so, so I, I would say, yeah. So they're, they're not even. It wasn't even enough time for them to be like, yeah, we're gonna change this king thing. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. I, I don't think I don't buy that. Now that I'm looking at the timeline. I mean, how do you feel, Shen? Do you buy that that the the reception to the reception to Ant Man also led them to maybe consider reconsider King? I just don't see how the reception wasn't good. But I don't know that you're making no kind of rash thoughts. Because he was, it was so uh, weeks, well weeks after weeks after the movie came out. As they, as Kendall noted, like a guy, a character who was received, he was received well. It wasn't his fault. It was the fault of again the story, really. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of with with Kendall here as well, and with both you guys. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, and you know me, I try to give people as much rope as I can. Even now, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, did someone at Marvel say that, or? <laughs> You know, right. I mean, define define contemplating. You know, is that? Yeah, I mean, look, it's the logical is that thing. Someone saying it in a meeting somewhere, like, like, what are we talking about? But, um, but in terms of like, like actual like leaders at Marvel, like seriously saying, okay, if we get rid of majors, what are we like? That I, was, I agree. I kind of agree with you guys. Like, either you laying out the timeline like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think the timeline really adds up. To me, it's like these coaches. You know, it's like it's like a college football, yeah. or college basketball coach. He's got a crazy buyout, and then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. Kevin Ali at UConn, all of a sudden he committed a recruiting violation, and now they can they can fire him. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's no, exactly that's no, exactly we're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what it feels like. And again, doesn't mean that like uh, doesn't mean that you know what you call it that majors again doesn't have his own issues and. Um, you know, because the article, I thought the, an interesting part of the article was them talking about the, the CAA and WME part of it. Where Yeah, he, I, I think for the audience, is important. Like, this major thing is, if it's very difficult to follow what's going on with this case. Because oh yeah, yeah. WME has, I don't know if I would say do a good job, because if he's guilty of this, this is nasty work. But... WME has absolutely been on the offensive. They've done their job. <laughs> yes, yes. They've been on the offensive of trying to cast a lot of doubt on this case. And they've been dropping stories that in this article, um, and they got the filing from the the motion to dismiss that was denied. Uh, the prosecutors are saying that they've been dropping a lot of misleading things 
that I think to like the un the trained eye, some of the stuff they've been that these articles that have made him look a lot better, they do look a little fishy. And and then we you know all this stuff about how his accuser was gonna get charged. Apparently that's bogus, according to prosecutors. Um uh, this idea that they were gonna get wanted posters for this woman that was missing. Apparently that was bogus. I mean, there are a lot of things that have been put out there. Um, some things that do make him look better. Like you can't, obviously, doctor video. Uh, there was videos out there about how he looked and how she looked after the alleged incident. But there have been a lot of other details coming out that this article and then apparently the motion from the prosecution and then the judge that denied a lot of this as bogus that has made this, there There are some that keep kind of points, like maybe we saw this major thing wrong. I think the jury is still very out. This is something that, this is something that very clearly needs to go to trial. Like, I, I told somebody who asked me about this, I was like, I don't really know what to believe. I just know this is something that needs to be played out in court with evidence to and, 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 and we see what happens. And again, the, 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 that anecdote about the agency thing almost made it seem like kind of what we've heard from other stories where it's like, Regardless of whatever happened with that situation that is being played out, you know, in court, that like, you know, CAA essentially they were alleging dropped him for other reasons. Yeah, CAA they saying the guy was a clown and yeah, he was so we just not impossible to deal with. So they didn't want to represent him during this. And what we've heard now again, these are allegations. Of course, they all have to be proven, or we have to get more evidence on these kind of things. All the normal, uh, you know, qualifiers. Process, but, yeah. but. What we keep hearing about Majors is him as a person, he is extremely uncomfortable to deal with because of how intense he is. And this article, again, maybe this is CAA just kind of covering their ass to say, hey, this is why we dropped this guy. But the article, you know, with CAA side, it kind of noted them saying we didn't touch him beyond even trying to fight this thing, just... He was the word they used was brutal, I believe, uh, to yes. their staffers. Brutal conduct, yeah, brutal conduct that they uh, that towards their staff, and that was uh, that was pre arrest, apparently. Um, uh, uh, and they and then this, I'm reading this article now here, you know, he, the agency where he landed at after CAA parted ways with him pre arrest, uh, so. It was around, when this happened. We all assumed he was still with CAA. This article is suggesting he was already dunked by CAA. Yep. So this was that was a detail that again maybe it's untrue. Maybe this is CAA trying to fucks with the uh, with the uh, what's the name with the with the timelines. But I, that was something that I found uh, intriguing. The, the major side of this continues to kind of just be. Uh, uh, bleep show for Marvel, basically, and this article didn't make it seem like they had much more clarity on it. Um, I do want to talk quickly about this part regarding what they may be doing with bringing back older stars. So they've had these trouble, this trouble where they've been trying to, you know, you know, kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of platform smaller heroes or lesser known heroes. And to the article's uh, credit, it kind of highlights that that has been to mixed effect. You had the Eternals that I think we could all agree that did not work. Um, I think you could say Shang-Chi worked a lot better, but not as good as probably those other earlier Marvel properties when this first launched the MCU. 
So now apparently there have been conversations to bring back the likes of Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson uh, to bring them back into the fold uh, for movies. So the article here writes, with Iger publicly acknowledging the downside of a Marvel TV glut that, quote, diluted focus and attention, the keepers of the comic book empire are considering some dramatic moves. Sources say they have been... Uh, there have been talks to bring back the original gang for uh, for an, an Avengers movie. This would include reviving Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, both of whom were killed in Endgame. But the studio hasn't yet committed to the idea. If it were to able to bring the actors back, it would come not it wouldn't come cheap. Sources say Downey's upfront salary for Iron Man three was twenty five million dollars, which is kind of crazy because that was years ago. So I mean. With inflation, with him trying to pull him out of retirement, like I don't know, it's like over forty million. Like it, I don't know if it's double, but it's probably at least thirty to forty percent more of an increase you would think to even get him to sign on. Um, this is probably the part of the article that I was the least excited about, but also kind of like rolled my eyes at because I want to read a tweet from uh, Koi Janger from. Um, He's done a bunch of different Green things. Geeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Junkies and yeah, yeah. And, and he 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 kind of he poo poos this. He said, "Quote for the record, I always thought the plan was to bring back Robert Downey, Scarlett Johansson, and Secret uh, and Chris Evans' Secret Wars, but we've but it be it as we known them or as variants. And for the record, I've always thought it would undermine the impact of Avengers Endgame. And I kind of felt like." At least Downey, it just felt like that was inevitable with what we've been hearing. Do you guys think that this is in connection with the struggles that we're seeing? Or do you think that this is them connecting some... The Marvel struggles with something that, in theory, looks like it's connected but isn't. Because we know Secret Wars is going to be this huge mashup. And are you doing a huge mashup that includes... Uh, allegedly, the leads being uh, Hugh Jackman and... and, and, and uh, and Toby McGuire, that's not in this article, but those are some of the scoopers coming out with that kind of stuff. Is that going to be what you're going to see in this movie? Or are you talking about um, something coming out, uh, you know, where where, where these guys are, are not going to be a part of that? Like, I, that seems kind of unreasonable to me. But, Shan, what do you, what do you think about uh, that part of this article, about Downey and Scarlett Johansson? Well, I mean, I, I'm with you, EJ, just in general in terms – well – I'm mean, especially with you in terms of this always being the plan. I mean, this this was always the plan. It was, they were always going to for Secret Wars specifically. This was absolutely always the plan. Um, now, I think where I uh, kind of wonder is because even when I read that portion, I was kind of wondering, are they saying bring them back permanently or are they saying just bring them back for that movie? It's unclear. Yeah, they, they like they don't specify. You know, I'm just like, because. If we're talking bring them back from that movie, then, I mean, that was always the plan. We had been saying that since whenever Secret Wars was announced or whatever. We guessed that immediately. I believe all yeah. three of us here were like, oh, yeah, Downey's coming back. And Black Widow's coming back. And a bunch of Cap maybe coming back. Yeah, everybody's coming back probably for <laughs> for uh, yeah. for Secret Wars, even if it's for, for you know, a minute. I mean, or, I mean, Chris Evans is reportedly signed on to do a yeah. Marvel movie. That is a thing. Yeah, that's, yeah that movie. Still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, yeah, they're they're all they're coming back. The gang is coming back in Secret Wars. That was not a secret. That was something that we had always presumed before even I think all this like questioning of Marvel even started, I think. Um, 
you know, we were like, oh, yeah, if they're doing Secret Wars, yeah, they're bringing everybody back. You know, everyone post-endgame, like, everybody's coming back. So, um, so yeah, no, that was always the plan. If we're talking, if in this article, that was kind of how, well, how I read it was that they were bringing them back, like, to really bring them back, like, to revive them. Because they talk about, like, revivals and comic books and things like that in the article. So yeah. my guess is that they mean permanently. That's how I read it, at least. And that, I don't think, was always the plan. Um, I I would have thought that that um, is not what they wanted, at least based on what I what I you know based on just how I kind of saw things. I don't think that's something that they that they you know wanted to do. I think it's, I think even the actors and everybody else has made it very clear that um, that this this was supposed to be their you know swan song so to speak, and then they would just go off and do other things. So. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that's something that they uh, would have intended, and um, uh, and that would, I mean, even that I think would would need to come with some kind of, um, they need a plan and they need to, it, Marvel will still need to clean up a, a whole lot even if they did do that, start bringing just bringing everybody back, but, um, but yeah, in terms of. Uh, if they're talking about just for this movie, that was always the plan. If not, if they're talking about permanently, I think that is definitely a pivot. Yeah, I mean, I think if they're talking about permanently, I think that that's a mistake. I think that you have Secret Wars coming out. You know you're going to be resetting the universe. I think this is a perfect time. It's given, you know, I'm sorry, Johansson is super young. I mean, she could be Black Widow for another 20 years, probably be fine. Um, let me, uh, you know, but like Robert Down Jr. is 58 years old. I feel like this would have been a perfect time to really reset, uh, you know, you know, reset a lot of your linchpin Avengers. Like, you know, Chris, Chris Hemsworth is probably fine. Um, but I think Steve Rogers, I mean, excuse me, the, the, the Tony Stark character absolutely could have been recast. You could have either brought him from a different multiverse or done something different. Like, I don't think that character needs to be, uh, you know, the, the character doesn't need to be 50. Like, like a young Tony Stark could actually bring a different element and perhaps something we haven't really seen much from him. Like, we kind of saw the Bachelor Tony Stark really for one and a half movies, really. Like, we, we, we haven't really gotten to see, like, that Tony Stark and maybe him interacting with the other characters, particularly other women of the Marvel Universe beyond Pepper. Like, there's a lot you can still do with Tony Stark. That you know that we kind of move him away from being the family man. Like I don't, Downey's fantastic, oh, and like, if they want to bring yeah. him back, that's fine. But like, it, there's so much more me on the bone for what they could do with Iron Man. That if they decided, oh, we're in trouble, let's just make Iron like no Robert Downey. Yeah, do give Robert Downey Man. a five. Make him do three more Iron Man movies. I I don't. I just don't know if that's the answer. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna have a hot take. This is a pivot from what I think the conventional wisdom out there is. Um, cause I've seen people, uh, out there that have reacted to this by saying Marvel is going to ruin Endgame by bringing back these characters, uh, everything that you built with, with the, the, the Black Widow moment with the Tony Stark moment. Um, to me, I don't think that, I don't think that is, I don't think it ruins Endgame at all. I'm be honest. I, I think that it's uh, does it take away from it slightly? Maybe. Um, to me, I think Endgame. 
there are I, there are a lot of people that like were really connected to the Tony Stark character, and that his death was one of the biggest moments that we've had in the MCU. And that's and same with Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Um, for me personally, in my MCU viewing experience, that's not what I took away from Endgame the most. I mean, I mean to me, it's still just the, it's the portal scene. You know, I think that's the one that gets me the most, but. Um, but I, I, to me, I think the when you talk about outweighing what outweighs the one or the other, uh, what they can build with Secret Wars, which is ultimately, I think, the choice that Feige made post Endgame when he decided to go into this multiverse saga was that there was more money to be had with Secret Wars than there was with the X Men, um, and the Fantastic Four, and if they were going to beat uh endgame financially the only movie that could do it was secret wars and then if they were going to do it they had to do it now basically they couldn't wait 15 years to do it so i think that's the choice he made i think it's a terrible choice but i think it's the choice they made and uh and i don't think he's gonna be wrong about the amount of money they can make with it but if you're gonna do it you gotta have those characters so i mean i don't think that that's the problem but i agree with you guys that long term um i don't know if it makes sense to do that uh, one of my, uh, you know, I mentioned the the daily conversations that I have with my brother about uh, with our brother about Marvel um, a couple of days ago. I went on a rant about because uh, part of the book that was written about the MCU uh, uh, a couple weeks ago that came out um, by Joanna Robinson. Uh, she talks about she gives an anecdote about Edgar Wright, how Edgar Wright was planning to make the Ant-Man movie, obviously. And then he was like the first big creative differences director out from Marvel. Um, she talked about how he had plans to make that Ant-Man movie going back to like 2003, you know, like the, the early X-Men Spider-Man days. And that, you know, then it really started coming into motion when when Iron Man came out. And then, you know, it got slowed down. And then eventually, by the time it came out, like, it was a completely different Marvel landscape. Like, it it wasn't, his Ant-Man movie had to be MCU-ified, so to speak. And it couldn't be what Marvel movies at that time were, which were a lot more in, individualized. And I told, I told our brother, I was like, if I was doing this, um, and we were doing this reboot, so to speak, one of the things that I would implement if I was Marvel is sort of, Instead of trying to connect everything so much, I would almost de- you know, I would almost uh, you know separate these movies, so to speak. Like not they're still in the same universe, but I wouldn't focus so much on you know Iron Man, an Iron Man movie being about two or three other heroes being in this movie, uh, or an Ant Man movie being about two or three other heroes being in the movie. To me, like like you talked about it, EJ, we haven't seen. A lot of great Iron Man. We've only had we've had three Iron Man movies. Only one of them is great, and like Iron Man has a rose gallery. He's got a yep. good amount of villains. He's got a, a good amount of comic book stories that he you could tell that don't have to do with the Avengers necessarily. So to me, I would I would focus on like if if you're going to bring Iron Man back, throw in like. Bring like you said, bring in a younger Iron, cast a younger Iron Man, a younger Tony Stark, and focus on Iron Man centric stories. And when when he's with the Avengers, he's with the Avengers, and that's something separate. But, um, but yeah, to me, I would you know, I wouldn't like tie my hip to Robert Downey for the next ten fifteen years. 
just because there's a lot of reasons financially age uh but it's the same conversation we had with Hugh ja- same thing we talked about with Hugh Jackman um same reason why Tobey Maguire like you can't do that with her. you can't you can't bring him back for 20 movies like some of these characters you can't bring back for forever but um but for Secret Wars is 100% makes sense it's it's a, it's a money maker but yeah to me if I was going forward that's how I would approach uh a potential reboot you know as you're bringing in these new characters and bringing them back and you want to make it different than the MCU that we've had I guess to me I just don't know, and I know they kind of mentioned maybe star power being the issue. I don't know if star power is Marvel's issue right now. I think, well, let me rephrase that. Star power what do you mean by star power? Do you mean star yeah, power? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get into this. So, okay. I don't mean star power in the actors. Okay. I don't mean star power in not having the legacy MCU characters involved. Those aren't Marvel's issues to me. The fact that Iron Man is not around, I don't think is Marvel's issue. The fact that we haven't had Chris Evans in the movie since Endgame, I don't think is really Marvel's issue. I think the issue is the star power of the characters they are pushing and who they are not using. That is their problem. Because yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home had zero issues with box office, critical acclaim, all the nine. They, they had no issues. Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought the article did a very good job of kind of pointing out like kind of how under the radar a success that was something i keep saying all the time on the show how well that did box office how well that did critically um and the articles know that it's not lost on them that it's somebody in james gunn who is now across the street with their rivals but their decision to decide that we're gonna have this gap phase which is or even i could argue maybe gap era of marvel Gap Saga, rather, is where I'm muted for. Where we we did all the stuff in the Infinity Saga that crescendoed into Endgame. And then we were going to start these phases and start this new saga, the Multiverse Saga, with what Marvel introduced as basically side characters or characters that we were trying to introduce that were not big-time stars in terms of stars within the Marvel canon that was the issue like they acquired the fox properties in 2019 right 2019 i believe that's the year it is 2020 Uh, is 2023 we've only seen professor x patrick stewart and we saw reed richards played by john krasinski that was just last year and we had ralph boner who was Quicksilver, but then wasn't Quicksilver. Like, that was their issue. That continues to be their issue, is you got to make people want to come to the theater to see these heroes. And if you're giving them someone that's new and different, you got to come in, like, you got to come in with the hammer. Like, you got to come in with something so exciting, so intriguing, that you have no choice but to watch. Like, Guardians, those early trailers were so out there, and Marvel, quite frankly, their 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 brand was so much more well respected at that time that you had no choice but to say, I don't know who the hell these guys are, but I'm gonna watch this thing because these actors are big, the story seems wild in terms of the characters and their interaction with each other, and Marvel has a good brand. Like that's not where we are right now. So when they say, well, let's bring back 
and if this is what Marvel's thinking, again, I I kind of agree. I don't know if I buy all this. But if this is Marvel's thinking, thinking, well, maybe our issue is we, we pulled the plug too early on Johansson and Downey, and we need those characters. We need those actors back and those characters back. I, I think that's farther from the truth. They need Wolverine. They need Deadpool. They need Scott Summers. They need Storm. They need the Fantastic Four. They need Doctor Doom. These are some of the most recognizable characters in the history of superhero medium in comic books. And they've been just sitting on the shelf collecting dust for five years. And it was sitting there talking about, well, maybe bringing back Robert Downey's the answer. Like, give me a break. You got Wolverine, and you've done nothing. You have Storm, and you've done nothing. You have Magneto, and you've done nothing. You have Reed Richards, nothing. What are we and talking he, about? Don't don't uh don't get us don't get especially don't get Shamari started on that because again it just reminds you of the fireable events that Kevin Feige uh has done by sitting those characters on the sideline. That's what he's done. He's put them on the bench when they yep. should have been the same priority yep. that they had with Spider Man. Like guys, and we, I don't think know, they understand. Guys, we we know. That Kevin Feige thinks well ahead of the game. Well, 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 years ahead. That's how he plans his movies. As soon as the ink dries on your Fox acquisition, that is when you rip up your plans and say, Wolverine, Storm, Fred, exactly. they're coming they're next. on the board now. They're next. It's like exactly. that. It's like that. It's like that uh, Adrian Rohner uh, video I love that, 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 that meme I sent you guys with him at the airport. Where he just cuts yeah. everybody in line at the fast food <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, he's just like, I don't care about y'all people. I'm next. He's like, I'll, I'll fight any one of y'all. I'm next, and I'm not advocating for nobody to cut anybody in line <laughs> in an in airport or anywhere. But it's a very funny video. But that should have been X Men. As soon as they get signed to Marvel, Wolverine. It should have been Wolverine's next. Professor X is mm-hmm. next. How are we? How are we? Pro, pro, uh, how are we prioritizing? Shang-Chi and the Eternals and all these other, you know, properties before those properties. It makes no sense. And we have no explanation why. Still, not even in this article. Did you guys see the Marvel's teaser that dropped? And I think I talked to to you about it, EJ, uh, briefly. But there was a teaser that dropped from the the Marvel's uh, a couple days ago. It was like a 10-second, 15-second TV spot. Uh Uh-huh. You know, titled like you know, you you know, wait to see what happens next, and like in the trailer, they they put that tagline, and as it ends, and the 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 the, the words fade away, the last letter that that's still standing is the X, and so now people on Twitter are going crazy, like oh my god, X Men, like you know, and no, it's I like Marvel's playing these I games again. I don't believe it. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, they're playing these games again, and playing these games is gonna be another Ralph Boner. Yeah, it's gonna be a Ralph Boner. Yes. This and that. People to get me to get people to pay, and it's like that's not gonna get you to pay. Like, if you wanted to connect this movie to the X Men, then look. So let me let me backtrack. Clearly, it, you know whatever they're doing with this marketing of this movie to try and get people to go to see this movie because they know that. The box office numbers, as stated in this article, are really bad, which we'll get to. Like, they clearly, like, if they wanted to, uh, they clearly have changed their plan. 
Uh, I think that's what part of these articles are. That's why these articles are coming out. They're getting the PR out. Our, cha- our plans are changing. You know, we're not going in the same direction. So pay attention to what we're doing. But if they, from the jump, wanted to include X-Men stuff in this Marvel's movie, Rogue should have been in it. That should have been, and that was an easy decision. We said this when they bought, in 2019, when they bought <laughs> Fox, when they bought from those Fox characters. Yep. Um, they should have included Rogue in Captain Marvel 2. Uh, you still could have had Miss Marvel in it. Uh, you still could have had Monica Rambeau in it, but Rogue should have been arguably maybe the villain of the movie. Uh, something you could have done something to tie her character in there, and the fact that that appears is not the case is, uh, but yet they're still trying to tease X Men stuff yep. is ridiculous. Yep, and and honestly, just to follow up, um, follow on what EJ has said because I agree with everything that EJ just said. Um, you know, I even take it a step further, and I think I have before, but I take it even a step further. And say, yes, Feige should have been saying those things. And Kendall, you've heard me say this. And EJ, I think you have as well. And it seems like, based on what was written in the article, Iger was very upset with yep. <laughs> with, with what has been going on with the handling of his properties. He should have took it a step further and said, said Kevin, you are going to include Wolverine, or at, at least, at the very least, Wolverine, uh, Professor X, uh, and or Magneto in a property within the next 12 months in some way, shape or form. I don't care. It could be a post credits. It could be a, and not, and not like some kind of multiverse version. Yeah. Like that's the, the problem. Actual, like that's, the actual, actual version. They're, they're, like, they're, they're, Feige's game. been able to trick him by saying, look, it's multiverse. We got, we no, used yeah. Patrick Stewart. I, got, but, but he can't fall for that, for that BS. He can't be falling for that BS. And then yeah. so having it be some kind of BS where he kills him in two seconds. He can't fall for that either. <laughs> some kind of trick where they're yeah. like there, but they're not, or some kind of miss it. No, like you need that. I have another hot take. So I, I made the hot take about, you know, Endgame, you know, how I don't think that uh, I don't think that bringing back those characters, you know, I don't think it's a super hot take, but I think it's just something that some people have said that I disagree with. Um I think, and I know I, I'm sort of contradicting myself to what I said earlier about Secret Wars. I think that movie will make a lot of money. But I don't think that that movie is going to be the cultural phenomenon that I think Marvel thinks it's going to be. If they continue down this path. Simply because I don't think people like are going to be dying to see all these characters again. Like Once we've seen Hugh Jackman in Deadpool 3, that'll be great. I don't know if people are going to be I need to see Hugh Jackman again as Wolverine. I mean, um, it's... It's not going to be. I, I don't. I don't think it's as much of a hot take. It's not going to be Infinity War or Endgame. That I think. Is, I don't think so. Yeah. I think like, that's. We in saw Tobey Maguire. I don't think there are people out there that are like losing their minds over the fact that Tobey Maguire might come back in Secret no. Wars. No, because we already saw him. We already saw him. No, the already the saw novelty him. is gone. It's cool. Yeah, Maguire, Jackman. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's cool. You know, whatever. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that this is a movie that is worth eight, 10 years of buildup. It's just not. Nope. Nope. I mean, I think there's value in those guys coming back. I, I would probably be a little more positive about those guys being in the movie. I mean, the, the McGuire thing was the biggest red herring in Hollywood for basically a year when it came to like what was going to happen in No Way Home and was he going to come back? So I don't want to 
in hindsight, say that. And then when he came back, we kind of saw how much clearly he is still beloved. He's an icon, as is Jackman. So I don't want to, I, I wouldn't minimize those guys having big roles in Secret Wars and saying that that's not what people would want. I think people would go crazy for that still. Just like they're going crazy right now for Hugh Jackman. And um, just like people, uh, you know, for Hugh Jackman and, uh, and, and, and in Deadpool. But again, my, my issue stems from not even those guys. As I said before, or not even the idea of Jack, of you know, Johansson and, and Downey coming back. Like, you want to bring those guys back? Fine. I mean, look, we're re- we're all wrestling fans to a certain level. Shawano used to be a wrestling fan. Me and Kendall are still wrestling fans. Like, you bring back random legends to have you know matches here and there, here and there at tar- timers. It's great. It's fun. Who doesn't? Dis- who dislikes? Them? Yep. You what you don't want is when you have top end talent on your roster that you're kneecapping. For old veterans, that's what you don't want. That's where the product sinks. Or you're saying let's push properties or push talent. We're staying with the rest of the analogy that isn't ready because we're trying to work on bigger stars that we want to insert perfectly. But in the meantime, we need to kind of put like you know a temporary champion in place that we know is not really a main eventer, but we just need to get through these next few months or next few years. Like anytime WWE's done that, it's been awful. Anytime any wrestling company has done that, has been awful. Like, and it feels in many ways that's what Marvel has done with how they've handled uh, the X-Men. So when we talk about, and the Fantastic Four, I don't want to exclude them as well. So when we talk about, okay, we're bringing back Downey and Johansson again. One, I think we're all in agreement. Like, I'm not convinced that this is not something that was going to happen anyway. And I think that the way the article is written, I think that they know that they're coming back, but I think nobody knows what happens after Secret Wars. So they're being told, well, Downey and Johansson coming back, and they're putting two or two together. Say, so, oh, they're coming back because there's, you know, issues with this situation. When I, again, I think that, and we all think that this was always going to be the plan. Something we talked about on the show. Last thing on this article before we get out of here. So the next big MCU movie to drop comes next week. Uh, you got the Captain Marvel sequel, the Marvels coming out. Uh, the Variety article though paints a dubious picture. For this movie, which is reportedly on track to only make $75 million in its opening weekend. That would be a disappointment for Marvel. And it's been plagued by reshoots and icy reception in public test screenings. So, the reshoots were reportedly needed because of a, quote, tangled storyline. Meanwhile, eyebrows were raised when director Nia DaCosta left post-production on the Marvels to work on a different film starring Tessa Thompson. The film was in post-production... She then left and went to London to start this movie with Thompson, which, I mean, it's post-production, but uh, Insider said that that was very odd. This is a multi-hundred million dollar movie, and the director's not around when the post-production That clearly wasn't coming together, like, great. Right, that wasn't coming together that great, because they need all these reshoots, and the director is is AWOL when they're doing these post-production, they're doing the post-production of the movie, so... That movie coming out next week. We'll have a preview next week. We'll have recap, review week after. So all that's going to be coming down. Meanwhile, another Marvel production that has also seen issues is the Mahershala Ali-led Blade. That is a project that, surprisingly, you guys may have forgot, was supposed to be out this year. It has been very much delayed to 2025, but that was actually supposed to come out this year. So this article says Feige has been pulling scripts for projects that, quote, aren't working. And highlighted Blade as kind of the shining example of that. 
Blade has undergone at least five writers, two directors, and one complete production shutdown six weeks before production was about to begin. So things at one point got so bad that Ali had threatened to leave the project, which led Feige to scramble to find uh, Michael Green, screenwriter for Logan, Oscar award-winning screenwriter, to write the script. And, of course, that ended up pushing back the movie to... 2025 so staying on blade real quick i mean sham what did what did feige get wrong with this blade production in your eyes given how things are right now well it seems like a lot went wrong the article points out how well first of all what you mentioned about the five directors and or the five writers and two directors and then it shut down i didn't know it went through all that i feel bad for marshall ali to be uh i'm surprised he's still on it to be honest, after after that, Yo, nobody. I mean, it sa- sounds like sounds like he wasn't trying to be on it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody would be upset. They'd only be happy for him that he if he left that project. Yeah, point. Yeah, I mean that's 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 we'd all understand. That's crazy. And then the the thing that got me was that kind of made my eyes go up even more was that they said at one point it was going to be like a it was like a some kind of like a female led cast with like he the fourth first, lead. He was like the fourth lead in the Blade movie, and it's like. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm like, what? That 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 one where where I was like, was this AI generated? Like, is this a real <laughs> article, or is this, is this this can't be real, right? They made this yeah, during the they made this during the strike, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's but honestly, it's that's so like that is like such a that's a like a just a, a minor as a micro story, but it's it's something that's like points to the, the just the complete yep. dysfunction and mayhem. Yeah. Going on, how does that happen? How does Kevin Feige let something that that like that happen? Like he's lucky uh, Bob Iger isn't like a comic book nerd or something, because he would have been like, "What? What in the world? Now nah, you're gone. Now you're, we're getting somebody else to <laughs> that to understand." Give Feige that. some credit. I mean, he didn't let it happen, so I'll give him that. Maybe somebody else. Clearly, he had he let somebody write that thing, whatever that thing is that that they were making. And either somebody, either it was Feige that, that, that axed it or Myershala axed it. Somebody axed but, it. But it still goes back to this issue I had, though, Kendall, which is why is he putting people who clearly don't respect or no, know the Ganon? Yes. Like no. Kevin Feige, and I think, and I've said good. this before, I think, it's a, I think it's a power dynamic he wants that I think is now really hurting his creative. I think he really enjoyed being the only nerd in the room. When it came to writing these movies, I think the fact that these people write these movies, they can get the plot down and all that stuff. He'd be a nerd to say, you know what? No, to get the the sweaties hot, to make sure we pay homage to the the canon, we do this. And he's never going to have pushback because those people don't know anything about the canon. And I think that it's now you have a situation where it's backfiring, where, as this article points out, he is so busy, his tensile going to be tied in so many different areas that people are running roughshod, writing stories that clearly don't make sense, and he's not even there to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, no, this this is dead on arrival. We can't do this." Like, and, and, this is, I think, the perfect example of that. And what's one thing that's funny about even specifically this Blade situation is like Blade, like there were three other movies that like good movies that came out featuring Blade, yeah, with Wesley Snipes, and it's like you don't have to be a comic book nerd to have just watched that movie. And seeing what Blade is, what Blade is right. about, like you could just be a Hollywood person and, and familiar with action. Yeah, and, and like it's not, it's not like those movies are like 
straight from canon to the big screen accurate. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, it doesn't even have to be that. And it can still be good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like to change it up like that is just like such a crazy change to me. This Blade thing, um, I, you know, I was listening to a podcast. It, it, you know, you mentioned Corey Jandro earlier. He was on with Christian Harloff and, you know, they, on his podcast. And they were talking about Blade and they they mentioned how, um, you know, Mayershaw Ali at this point, like, you know, he's in his 50s. Like, whenever this thing even comes out, like, you know, I don't know. You know he's forty nine now. Like I don't, I don't know how long he's even going to be able to play Blade. Um, compared to like Wesley Snipes, who might have been in his like his you know mid thirties when that Blade movie came out, for early forties. Like, um, you know there he's he's at a point now where he's the. I mean, again, the longer this this thing waits, how, how you know how much can he play this character anyway? Is it even worth it for him? Um, I just yeah, I did. I don't know how that movie like came about in that way um you know we there were rumors that his daughter was going to be a major part of the movie and then we know that they cast uh mia goth uh as an an actress to be in the movie as well clearly not playing his daughter um so that's that's two you know major female characters already so it did that you know lends there to be some credence that maybe you know this was real you know, and that you know, all it takes is one more major character, and all of a sudden, Blade, you know, might wind up being the fourth character. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that movie, uh, what the deal is with that movie. Um, I've said it before. We've said it before multiple times. I clearly that movie wasn't necessarily a movie that they had a real plan for, uh, and I think that that's the case for a lot of these movies, like the Thunderbolts. I don't know if they had a real plan for the Thunderbolts. It feels like it's coming together now. Maybe, but then there were some rumors that that joint is getting canceled. Uh, we had the Wonder Man, you know, project reportedly get canceled, uh, according to you know Joanna Robinson who wrote that book. So, um, and that this article doesn't specify what's been canceled, but it mentions that some things and properties Kevin Feige is axing properties. So, uh, and it, I believe is plural. So again, we don't they don't they don't say specifically what, but. Um, we can infer that Wonder Man is a part of that. So, you know, it's it's something <laughs> it's something that we talked about on this show for over a year now. Basically, is we've said Marvel should 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 cancel the show that they're making. Like Marvel, like when Echo, and we've said it when we said it when these things were, were announced or when these things were reported. Like yeah. I don't think that they should be doing this right now because, and it always tied back to the X Men. It always tied back to, I don't think they should be doing this right now because they could be doing the X-Men and they're wasting their time. And like I said earlier, I gave them the benefit of the doubt for years saying maybe they can't do the X-Men. So that's why they got to do Echo. That's why they got to do Vision Quest and Agatha Coven of Chaos. But yeah. like now I can't give, I can't shoot them that bail. They just wasted years and, and lost a ton of brand equity. That they could have spent doing X-Men movies instead uh, wasting away writing 10 scripts of, Dare, of, uh, of Daredevil and 10 scripts of Blade uh, when you could have been, you know, doing those X-Men movies. But the, 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 at the end of the day, when you see the chaos with this Blade movie, 
and you see the chaos with some of these other things, you know, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel 2, whatever you want to call it, the Marvels. Um, sometimes you have to think to yourself, maybe Marvel shouldn't have been doing the X-Men, right? And that's the scary part. And I told you that, I told you guys that, I think, I don't remember what that was after. It was after Secret Invasion. I said for the first time after Secret Invasion, I was very concerned, not about if Marvel should should do the it not when Marvel's going to do the X Men, but if Marvel should do the X Men, because yeah. if that movie, yep. if they yep. do it, is it going to be good? And yep. I didn't never had that. I never had that, you know, as a as a thing to to be talked about. And it also, you know, ties in not only with the X Men, but we've talked about it with Miles Morales. How I've said, yep. I said this pre, you know, I said that going back to a year or two ago. But I don't know if Marvel should make. The Marvel, the Miles Morales movie. I don't think that I don't know if that should be in the MCU. Maybe maybe you should put that in the in the in the Tobey Maguire verse or put that in the uh, Andrew Garfield verse because I like I don't know for a fact that Marvel. You know, we talk about like just quality control. I don't know if Marvel's like you know automatic right now. Even though you know obviously Sony's hasn't been perfect either. I I just I don't know if it's even worth it at that point. Yeah, and it kind of and it kind of points back to uh, kind of just the the dangers of a monopoly, right? Having competition, having other people. Yep. Have and and do have we a think in the game. you make that point? And I'll ask you guys this question: Do you think that some of this? Because uh, I'll, I'll go as far as to call it panic. I think that we're seeing panic right now coming out of Marvel Studios. And do you think that some of this panic is caused by that exact thing that's coming from DC? The, the that exact word of competition um caused by dc or do you think it's internal this was just internal panic that's just it's being caused by bob Iger and money and everything else because i wonder if they've been you know kind of wasting away and now all of a sudden dc has their ship seems right. like steered straight now all of a sudden the panic is, is starting i i don't i it's hard to tell but um I'm I mean, gonna say, I, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no only because these issues that we're talking about are kind of run independent of DC. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's Marvel that's not seeing right. the same amount of box office money. It's not like they're losing to DC, it, right? They're know. not losing to anybody right now. Like they yeah. they don't have they don't have competition. DC right at the moment really isn't competition. They're putting out yeah. movies that aren't even part of the universe they're creating, and they're still not putting up the numbers they want. So they don't have. They don't have a peer, and yet they still feel like there's this sense of panic that's happening. I don't know if that's – I can't say that's because of DC. I think it's because they're seeing, again, what we're seeing, which is lack of interest, lack of buzz, lack of bread at the box office. And they're seeing, again, a, a empire that – I don't say it's on the verge of collapse, but this stranglehold they've had on Hollywood, I, I think that that's gone. I, I, I think that's fair to say. I don't th- – like – from 2014, I would say, to about 20 till Endgame, they had a stranglehold on Hollywood that was unmatched. unmatched. That was that was undisputed. That does not exist anymore. We're and seeing other, can't we're come seeing back. Bar, we're seeing Barbie. We're seeing other properties come out and come out with movies that are doing crazy numbers at the box office. Taylor Swift coming out with movies. Doing crazy numbers at the box office, 
at a time where years ago people said nobody can do good at the box office, the only thing people want to see is Marvel. So times have changed. I don't know. I don't think it's 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 connected to what's happening over there with Warner Discovery and DC and the new universe that they're creating. Now I think it's going to be exacerbated if you know Gun really comes in and that Superman uh, new Superman movie is just absolute fire, which I think it will be. Like then that's not going to make it easier. But I don't think that is because of it. No, I another thing I just want to want to point out quickly as well is that um so i i recently finished the spider-man game um which i'm which you know i'm hoping at some point we get to talk about as well because that's a whole that's been a whole that's a whole thing in itself that yeah game yeah is amazing. i'm like i'm trying like hell to avoid spoilers and i have for the most part but that yeah, can be hard soon i have the game i've been playing it just i'm not near nowhere near finishing oh yeah yeah definitely got to finish that as you know as soon as you're able to um mm-hmm. But, you know, even that game, I would say, uh, you know, you'll you'll go around in the game and, and this and I'm not spoiling anything, but it's just you'll see like a four on the Baxter building, for example. Right. Or something. And it's like Marvel, can't, they can't even do that, even if they were to just do something like that in any of their movies, in any of them, any of their movies, any of their shows. Yep. I, I'd be like, wow. OK, so they have a plan. Wow. Okay. Well, so this is... like, again, right now they're too focused on trolling us. So it's they just oh oh there's a you know oh there's a new owner of the Avengers you know Avengers Tower. Who is Avengers it? Tower. Oh, we don't know who it is. We oh. don't know who it is. Oh, there's For... a you know aerospace engineer is happening. Oh, aerospace. Who, yeah. Who's that going to be? It's nobody. You know, it's like they they they're too busy playing games. And again, I don't know why Kevin Feige thinks that we want to be we, we want to be played with. I don't understand what I don't know what it is in his head that just thinks that we, yo, we want this. I've been saying, yo, EJ, you know I've been banging that drum for years. Well, now. I know. I don't know what it is about him. Yep. Where it's like every other project, it's like there's another poke and another troll. Oh, like you he didn't learn about- from the Iron Man three debacle. Like that was right. a disaster, and he's like, he's on. only doubled and tripled down and quadrupled down on that tactic, and it never worked. When has that ever worked for Marvel? It's like it's like he's poking at the comic book nerds for some reason. Oh, you nerds thought you were gonna get <laughs> Doctor Doom. Well, I'm gonna blow his head off or something. It's like, what yeah, are you do what are you doing? And it's funny. And, there's you know, an and then I go watch a DC movie, and they actually give me, uh, you know, Ocean Master in the movie, and he looks great in the movie, and that's just what the movie yeah. is. I'm like, so, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, why can't why can't Marvel do that? Yeah, like, I mean. Aquaman 2 is going to be about Aquaman. I, I can tell you that for sure. It's not going to be about anybody else but Aquaman. And, that, and Marvel has kind of gone away from that to some degree. Where I don't feel like these sequels are true sequels. Um, somebody said it years ago. They were like, about a year or two ago, they were like, Marvel's movies, particularly their sequels, are never going to be solo movies again. There's only going to be team-up movies. And anything that's a solo project uh, is going to be put on Disney+. Plus. And... You know, that's been a tried and true like thing that's held firm pretty much uh, for the last two or three years with Marvel. The only the only like solo project that we've had was maybe Shang Chi, uh, which was a traditional origin movie. But like besides that, everything's been some sort of team up, some sort of ensemble, um, and that's like it's just again, it's just it's not necess- it's not necessary for you know these, these characters don't have character arcs that can be built on beyond just one movie 
Um, but yeah, no. I mean, there's so many different things that that Marvel has has, has dropped the ball on, and um, you know, it's funny. Joanna Robinson mentioned in that uh, in that article she was she was being interviewed, and she asked or she 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 mentioned how like uh, you know <laughs> Marvel like. The, just the engagement online for Marvel has been down. And views yep. on Marvel videos have been down, and clicks yep. on Marvel yep. articles have been I've down. Had a, and the Marvel video in a long time. Yeah, like I, if I'm watching the only Marvel videos I'm watching, I mean I've watched some Loki stuff, but outside of that, like only Marvel stuff I'm watching is people that are sounding the alarm the same way we are. Like that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't really care for you know theories on you know who's the big bad of Miss Captain Marvel two. I don't care. I'm going to see the movie, it's going to come out, and then I'm not probably not going to think about it much after that. And then it's going to be Deadpool, and then I'm going to see Deadpool, and that's then that's going to happen. And then it's, then it's going to be Captain America, whatever order the joint's going to come out. But I mean, they're still making videos with, with guys like Gore the God Butcher is the main villain. It's like, what are we doing, Marvel? What Gore the we, God Butcher, man. Like, why are we doing this? They We haven't gotten Magneto yet, but we wasted Christian Bale on Gore the God Butcher. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that, they, they, they bench players acting like starters. Like that's that's what <laughs> that should be the tagline for Marvel movies right now. Is is they, they, the last thing I want to ask you guys? I mean, we don't even get we couldn't get a better rate bill. You know why? Why haven't we seen better rate bill in a Thor movie? I mean, isn't Thor it doesn't movie make sense. That would have yeah. been an easy one. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like some of this stuff is just like, what are we doing? <laughs> right. What's your question, like, Kendall? Yeah. No, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I won't even <laughs> I won't even add to that, but. um but yeah, no, I was just gonna ask you guys like clearly we're seeing a, a pivot with Marvel. What do you guys think is like the short term like you know, plan that we'll see play out? Um, if there even is one. Or are they just flying by the seat of their pants and they don't even know what they're gonna do right now? Like, do we think that um obviously we have the Marvels and we said we'll preview that next week, but like um even after that movie, like what do you think you know, particularly regarding some of these other characters, like do you think their plan is just go forward with the secret, with the with the multiverse stuff, and maybe just change the villain for Kang, and then just see what happens from there? Do you think we see more? I think they're desperately trying to get to twenty twenty four. I know we keep saying, "Oh, next year, next year, next year." I think that, and they desperately need to get there. I think that when they get twenty twenty four, you'll have Deadpool three, you'll have Captain America. And you'll have, I don't know if the Thunderbolts will help, but I think, I just think creatively, they know they're kind of just in a, they're in a bind and they can't really get themselves out of it until they get past this year. This this year was not going to be, once Ant-Man fell apart, this year just wasn't going to be it. I mean, Loki is, is carrying the, the torch fine, but like, they just desperately need to get to Deadpool 3. It's, it's the only, it's only... It's only light in the tunnel for what we're dealing with right now, and they just need they need. I don't I don't think there's a plan beyond that. I really don't. Like I think they're discussing things, they're trying to figure out what to do, but anything they talk about doesn't really mean anything until they get to Deadpool three. Like I think that in their eyes, I think doing anything rash might not be smart until we see it, because I think that that's the movie that has the best hope of really kind of getting Marvel back on track. Yeah, I I um. I do. I agree with what you said as well, EJ. Um, I I don't think 
But I think beyond even even what you said, I don't think they have a plan. I don't think they have a plan. I think their plan is what Kevin Feige says. And Kevin Feige's plan is to stay the course um, until Bob Iger tells me otherwise. That I think that's been the plan for several years. I think Marvel is – or not not even Marvel. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people in Marvel see it's a problem. I think Hollywood <laughs> specifically is just now realizing that, oh – Oh, Marvel's in trouble. It's like, yeah, they're in trouble because they're not making good stuff. Um, and until uh, I think until Bob Iger acts, I mean, I think honestly, because that's that's Kevin Feige's boss. Until Bob Iger acts um, and acts in a significant way, because Kevin Feige isn't going to change for for whatever reason, um, nothing's going to change, and we're probably not going to see the X Men until after Secret Wars, and who knows what Marvel will even look like at that point. So I don't think they have a plan. That's that's my honest opinion. It's, it's, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, I know. I was gonna say. I, I mean, I somewhere in between, where I, I, I sort of agree with Shamari that I don't think they have a plan yet, or I, I don't think the plan is set. I think that they are still very much, and I think you're you're you sort of said that as well, EJ. So I think I kind of agree with you, but I don't think the plan is set. Do they do want to see more reaction? Um, I think they're sort of like. Let's get through. I think they know that the Marvels isn't going to do well. That's my guess. Uh, is that they? I don't think they think that's going to do well, both creatively or like critically and uh, box office. And I think they just kind of like got to get through that. Um, and then obviously Loki as well. That they would probably do better. Uh, but uh, get through that, and then like you said, just try and get to Deadpool. Just <laughs> put it, put out as much. But as much you know, damage control as you can to get to Deadpool, and then from there, uh, and, and Captain America as well, and then from there, we'll see. But uh, I, honestly, I think the first major thing that they should do—I mean, we got to know the Fantastic Four. And I know the right, the, the, the actor strike has to end for us to get to that point, but they have to finalize that. They have to roll them out, and we've talked about it before, but we didn't have anything at this past Comic Con. Marvel cannot wait until San Diego Comic-Con to announce things. They can't. They have to get something out as soon as possible, as soon as they possibly can, which, again, maybe you have to wait till the act- the active strike is over for, like, casting announcements. But they need to work, and it seems like they're working overtime, like I said, you know, with these trades to try and get information out. But they need to continue to work overtime constantly to get the narrative straight and to get their information out. But I I don't even think it's smart to be working through these trades. Like, I think Kevin Feige's got to talk to the people himself at this point. He really to try needs and, to do a podcast. And I'm not saying that somebody that wants to, him to come on here. He needs to sit there. Is there a figure out there that you think could get Kevin Feige? Or, like, besides us? Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith. He'd be good. I don't know if the interview would be the tone that we need, but I still think we would learn something if he got to sit down with Kevin Smith. Yeah, that would be. I mean, because you're right. Like, Faye is such a celebrity. I mean, it's gonna be like a high bar you have to clear in terms of someone that he would go on. Um, but Kevin Mm -hmm. Smith, but like someone that I think he would get that would be useful to us. Like I mean, I think he'd go on Joe Rogan, but that's not useful. I was gonna say, yeah, but yeah, he might get Joe Rogan, but yeah, yeah, he'd go to Joe, but that that would be nothing. But we'd learn nothing. (laughs) 
but something that we got would actually be useful to us as people, fans of Marvel, as people who consume this medium, who do shows like this. So he went to Kevin Smith and him and Kevin and Mark Bernard and got to rap with him for an hour. I'm sure we'd get something of no. I mean, Kevin doesn't really hammer anybody, but Kevin at least would ask the important questions about the future that would at least give us know some insight. He, yeah. yeah, he would know the post enough to, to know, hey, people want to know what the hell's going on with the X-Men. I feel like we, we had an answer to that. I mean, I don't know what Kevin would say, but I feel like we he'd have to answer it. He's just been ducking this for years now. I don't right. think he could avoid it in an interview like that. And, I, that's, and that's, the, the thing that's the first that, thing that comes to mind. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that comes to mind. You guys have anybody you could throw them out there. I was just thinking about like how you know Michael Rosenbaum was able to get James Gunn, and that was yeah, obviously a lot more random, you know, their connection. But like, um, but like there aren't that. Many. I was thinking like, are there any actors that like he's worked with, you know, that have been in Marvel movies that like still do that do podcasts? But I don't know. I can't um, really think of anybody. Yeah, not that I know of. I mean, and he's been doing this for a long time. So if any other producers maybe he's worked with or anybody else maybe. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know many people like that that have a, any kind of platform. In I, I hate to like do this, but like, quite frankly, a lot of the, I really hate to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. A lot of the, the bigger name content creators in this space have kind of soiled yeah. their reputation to the point where there are people I think that I would be in theory, interested in seeing him talk to, but I don't think Kevin Feige would ever sit down with them based on how they've conducted themselves over the last several years. I think maybe five or six years ago, could I convince myself that maybe they could have got someone like Kevin? I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't, why I say that to say, and I don't mean to dance around, not name names, but I just, I really don't think that's important. My point is, I don't think we really have leaders in this industry right now in terms of this content space. I think we did at one point. I feel like now it's kind of a wild, wild west. I think that's part of the reason why I think Kevin feels like he can duck this. That's that's the only reason why I bring it up is because right, I right. think I think right. he feels like he can duck this because who 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 would he have to answer? Where would he even go? Where would he even go? Yeah. Who's gonna put that? One, who's gonna apply that much pressure to where he would have to say right. something? Like the only place we have so we've had we have so many trolls. Movie. We have so many trolls. We have so many people just trying to just keep up their subscriber count and follower count, so they do outlandish things that we don't have anybody that is respectable enough to say. Oh, you know what? Like this person really applied the pressure, saying Kevin Feige ain't doing their job. He would have to go on there and say something. We don't have anybody like that anymore. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in agreement. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't really have that kind of I, it's you don't really see that kind of reporting i think and, that's and, part and of then like the corporations and now i'm really getting my bag but like and i will name names here like i mean like then you have like ign like what that's become like i mean there was a time where like a place like that would have been like you know the standard for like covering this kind of stuff like the fact that they don't have Podcasters or content creators, they can't do a extended sit down with Kevin Feige to talk about what the hell is going on. Like that's like ten years ago, no way that could have happened. But like, why would Kevin Feige sit down with someone like IGN right now? Like, what for? What reason? Yeah. 
it's been yeah, so no. it's, been, it's, it's, it's they've lost so much cachet in the industry it doesn't even matter anymore and i also don't uh, i also don't think um I, I mean at this point with how bad things are right now i don't think disney would let kevin feige talk to anyone about what's going on um like not really talk to anyone about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, mean Iger, I mean, I mean, Iger is so mad that I mean he may force him to. I, I don't know if I agree with that. They, that well, that's that's the only thing is like it goes both ways because Shamari's right. Like I, he, they wouldn't let him talk to anybody without being screened and like everything yeah. being. Complete. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's more so what I what I mean is that I he, like he's not gonna really answer the questions that we want to know. He, he's gonna. Yeah. Like they will make sure that he says what they want. But like to what? Say. Like <laughs> what? Like what? What answers do you feel like he would need to hide from the public that Disney would care about? Like I'm gonna push back on that. I feel like Disney shouldn't care if he tells us what the hell's happening with the X Men. Why would they? Why would they care about that? Unless there's some legal thing where he can't mention X Men, which I mean maybe there is because he seems scared to even mention the word. But like, unless that's the case, there's no like. I don't think it does. I think it's. I think if anything, they'd probably be begging him. Please talk about Wolverine. Please talk about. I mean, please let them forget about the Eternals. No, I agree with stuff like that. Stuff like that, I agree. I think. I think. I think. I'm talking more behind the scenes stuff in terms of like, like like Victoria Victoria Alonso and her situation. Yeah. And that's and like, you know laid out know, article. Why too. the visual effects have been so crappy? Yeah, what happened with the visual effects of She-Hulk? It's like, it's or like, you know, or, Kevin, or, you know the, the visual effects people, you know, unionizing, like, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah like that. I mean, I can like, understand that, but like, I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care about that because it does impact creative. But like, that stuff is like secondary. <laughs> like, I think the ma- the major stuff we've been talking about in this episode, right. I feel like he should be able to talk about with any podcast or any interview he sat down with. And the fact that he he's in yeah. hiding yeah. is in part an indictment on this space, like, and it's an indictment on like the the public too. I think that I think that like you know the con- like even beyond just the content space, I think that like the fans and how they they take in some of this art that we've been getting also is like ruin a lot of this, like. I think the Marvels, I don't know what's going to happen, and, you know, we didn't have enough time to talk about it much today, but we'll talk plenty about the Marvels next week. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen with this movie. But I feel like for all the excitement that was there for Brie Larson, I think the hijacking that happened from a select group of men, quite frankly, um, that created a narrative and a toxic environment about even talking about the movie. You couldn't even talk about the movie to certain corners of the internet without just becoming so outrageous that I think it kind of just like it kind of kills like a franchise. Like, okay, was Captain Marvel one perfect? Absolutely not. But like, Iron Man one wasn't perfect. It was great, but it wasn't perfect. There, Captain America one wasn't great. It uh, wasn't perfect. It, it was good. Thor was had a lot of issues in the one, but it was obviously they did four movies like the fact that like we also and i think kevin and marvel like was so reactionary to like certain quarters of the internet creating issues that didn't exist or making issues out of things that weren't really a thing i think it kind of just like and maybe i'm writing an obituary that's not fair because we have not seen the marvels yet but like the fact that we're going into this movie 
And we're talking about $75 million opening given how big the first movie was coming out prior to Endgame. Or, sorry, prior to Infinity War. Oh, no, it was Endgame. Whatever. Whenever it came out. Um, like, it's, like, also, like, we let people who really don't care about this culture also, like, really impact too much of it. And I think now, like, you have Brie Larson who, like, looks like she's, like, literally, like, you know, she's, like, you know, she's, she's, only, she's doing this just to get the check. I mean, she's just contractually yeah. obligated to make these appearances. She's just miserable every time you see her. Yeah, she you know, just talk about these movies. Yeah, it's it's like it shouldn't have been this way, and you know, I, I think some of it was the creative with Faye not putting her in a better position, not putting that franchise in a better position. But some of it also is like, like who we amplified and what voices we amplified over the course of these last few three, three two or three years, or now beyond that, four years since that movie came out. So, anyway, it's been a great discussion. We talked plenty. On this episode of Hero Talk, I think that's going to be a good place to leave it, though. So I want to thank you guys for checking out this edition of Hero Talk. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, you can catch all of our episodes on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. You also check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us uh, also on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, at New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and follow us individually on Twitter or uh, social media. You got uh, me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, and TikTok, Action EJ, Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken, and Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. But Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.